Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Sometimes sharing the gospel can be a scary thing, but in today's message, Pastor J.D. challenges that idea by asking you what's scarier, the thought of being laughed at, cut off, maybe even harmed, or knowing that someone you cared about wasn't able to accept salvation and lost redemption. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 5th, 2022. We are so close to the rapture of the church. And I hope whatever trial you're going through, whatever difficulty you're in, whatever set of circumstances that you're experiencing, that knowing this sound doctrine and truth and having this hope will strengthen you in the Lord. Knowing that it's so close. How do you know it's so close? Well, Thankfully, the Bible, imagine the Bible, is replete with numerous and even voluminous prophecies that paint this picture on the canvas of what the world will look like at the time of the end. Let me say it like this. God wants us to know He does not want us to be ignorant. He wants us to know so that we're not caught unaware, caught off guard. Even as Paul would write, I don't even need to write to you. Peter would echo the same thing. We're going to talk a little bit about this in second service. I don't really need to write to you about this. Because for you, it's not going to be as a thief in the night. Why? Because you're expecting it. You're watching for it. It will not catch you off guard. You're awake, you're sober, you're alert, you're ready. God wants us to be ready. He wants us to be informed. He does not want us to be ignorant concerning Bible prophecy and the time of the end. And it is the time of the end. One need look no further than to what's happening in the world today and connect those prophetic dots. You don't have to be super intelligent. I mean, Mercy, look at your pastor, for crying out loud. Just connect the dots. I want to share three prophecies with you, if you'll kindly allow me to. I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to help you connect those prophetic dots. But I want to 
There are so many. I want to share with you just two, just two of many. Two reasons as to why it is, without a doubt, without a doubt, that we today are on the cusp of the seven-year tribulation, and as such, the pre-tribulation rapture. Just two. The first one, all the nations on earth are in lockstep. I'm using that wording for a reason. I think some of you know why. I want you to think about this. Never before in human history has every nation on earth been united as they are now, which is exactly what we're told will happen at the time of the end. I mean, this alone, standalone, should seal the deal. It's actually even more specific than all the nations on earth being in lockstep such that Bible prophecy tells us it's due to being deceived. Now at the core, if you peel back all of the layers, look behind the curtain, if you prefer, as they say, what you'll find in a word is COVID. COVID. That is at the core of all of this. COVID has brought together every nation on the earth, and they are all together in lockstep. Never happened before in human history. Never happened before, the likes of which we've never seen, nor will we ever see again. This is the number one reason why I believe the rapture can happen at any time. Just this alone. Okay, let me just catch my breath here real quick. Three prophecies in Scripture, all of which speak to deception, delusion, and I'll add destruction at the time of the end. Let's start with Daniel chapter 8, beginning of verse 23. At the end of their rule, when the transgressions have reached their full measure, a king of bold countenance shall arise, skilled in intrigue. He shall grow strong in power, shall cause fearful destruction, and shall succeed in what he does. He shall destroy the powerful and the people of the holy ones. By his cunning he shall make deceit prosper under his hand, and in his own mind he shall be great. Without warning, he shall destroy many, and shall even rise up against the prince of princes, speaking of Jesus, but he shall be broken, and not by human hands. In other words, nice try. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning in verse 7. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, 
But the one who now holds it back, speaking of the restrainer, will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth, can't wait, and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one, verse 9, will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, and this is hard for some people to wrap their minds around, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie, and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. Maybe I should expound just briefly on this. Don't think for a second that this is unjust on God's part. God Himself sends this powerful delusion so that they believe the lie. Well, that doesn't sound fair. Well, wait a minute. They've already made their choice. Their fate is already sealed. Their heart is already hardened, and their mind is already made up. And God's never going to force Himself on anyone. He's going to give them over. Boy, I tell you, 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 you want to weep through a Bible reading and a Bible study? You can do that with Romans chapter 1. It's so heartbreaking. It's like God has to just give them over, because they've already rejected God. They've already refused the Lord. They've already made up their mind. They're not just wicked, they actually delight in their wickedness. We saw this in Jeremiah last week. The evil that they were doing, they were actually boasting about it. They were boasting about, they were posting the evil on social media, if that brings it more into modern day terms. They were so proud of the evil and the wickedness that they were doing, they were boasting about it, delighting in it, the Apostle Paul said. And God's like, okay, I, I'm not going to force you. You've made your choice. You've rejected me. So here you go. Again, I you'll forgive the reference, repeated reference to Jeremiah, but it's so apropos. I mean, the prophetic parallels are chilling and stunning with what Judah was doing then and with what the world is like now, the wickedness, the evil. But God says to Jeremiah, two times by the way, this is hard too, stop praying for them. I'm not going to listen to the prayers. Stop praying, Jeremiah. I'm not going to listen. Don't, don't waste your breath. Wait, you mean stop praying? God's saying to stop praying? Yeah. Why? Because they've already made up their minds. They've already rejected me. 
they're serving these other gods. The Baals, they're offering incense to these other gods. And God tells Jeremiah to proclaim, he's speaking this and prophesying this, on the streets there in Jerusalem. We just got done chapter 7 through 10, the uh, temple messages as they're called, where he's there at the entrance to the gate of the temple in Jerusalem, and he's prophesying and proclaiming doom and gloom and judgment is coming. Repent! And they wouldn't repent. In fact, they were so angry and infuriated by Jeremiah preaching doom and gloom and that judgment was coming, they put a hit out on him. I, I'm sorry to say it like that. They, they basically plot to kill him, to silence him, to stop him. They don't want to hear it. And God tells Jeremiah, you know, uh, let them go to their gods that they worship, which are no gods at all. And, and don't pray for them, because they've already sealed their faith. They've already made up their mind. That's the condition that the world is going to be in at the time of the end. Listen, can I just ask you this question? Did I just describe the world today? Well, there's a reason why that's a description of the world today, because that's the world today. It's exactly like we're told it would be. I'm personally of the belief that this powerful delusion is already, as Paul would write, the lawlessness is already at work. It's already happening. I, I, I'm just baffled, I'm flabbergasted really, at how deceived people are, how blind people are. I suppose in some way this helps explain it. They've rejected Jesus, the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And when you reject the truth, you open yourself up to the lie, the father of lies. Well, this third one is the, I'm going to call it the granddaddy of them all in Revelation 18.23. We've talked about this at length in prior updates. This is a prophecy during the tribulation of the fall of Babylon. And John is told to write, the light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. All the nations were in lockstep. All the nations, not 95% or 97%, no, you know what all is in the original? I know this is deeply profound, but it's, it means all. All the nations were deceived. What were they deceived by? Oh, your sorcery. What's that? Pharmakia, pharmaceutical, magic, poison, formulas, sorcery, pharmakia. Wait, wait, wait. So, you mean to tell me that there's a prophecy in the Bible, I just read it, that foretells of a time yet future when all the nations on the earth will have been deceived by 
some pharmaceutical something. No, I'm not saying that. God's Word says that. I'm not trying to be cute or coy. That's the prophecy. So again, I just ask you this question. Is this what's happening right now? Is it? Here's a second one, and it ties in with the first. Not only are all of the nations on earth in lockstep, but all of the global economies are going digital. Here again, never before in human history have we ever seen anything like this. And you know, this is a, it's sad. It's sad when the, the secular economist is sounding the alarm that the pastor should be sounding about what's coming. Do you know, th these are, we would refer to them as the, the financial experts, the world's economists. They're all saying the same thing. What are they saying? Uh, currency as we know it, gone. Everything's going to go digital. Do you understand why? Because all of the world's economies are on the verge of total collapse, and by design. Um, COVID. COVID. COVID, if I can say it like this, was used as the explosives in this controlled demolition to bring down the current global economy in order to usher in a digital, cashless economy. In fact, in some places right now, uh, I used to joke about it. I don't joke about it anymore. It's not that funny, actually. But I used to say, hey, do you still accept cash here? Because <laughs> nobody uses cash. Everybody just, you know, here's the card. And I don't say it anymore because it's not funny anymore. Because there are places now that actually, no, we do not accept cash. And in fact, how about this one? We don't even accept the cards anymore. What? Well, how am I going to pay for this? Oh, uh, you, you pay using this digital system that we scan. That's how you're going to pay. Wait a minute, isn't that in the Bible? Yes, it is. It sounds a lot to me like Revelation 13. That's because it is. Let me just read verses 15 through 18, Revelation 13. You're familiar with this, but I want to point out a couple things here. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Now, this requires a certain technology to be in place, and said technology is in place. He causes all, verse 16, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark 
or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Okay, a couple things I want to point out. First of all, in order to have an image be able to speak, Sounds like some pretty advanced technology. But that advanced technology is not 10 years out. It's here now. It's here now. Also, this um, not being able to buy or sell, except you have some sort of indicator or marker or mark or something, that has the name of the beast or the number of his name. But if you don't have whatever this is, you cannot buy whatever you are trying to buy or sell whatever you're trying to sell. In other words, there would have to be, stay with me, I'm not trying to overcomplicate it, but it would stand to reason that there would have to be some sort of a digital system in place that was centralized, keyword, so that every transaction and every person could be traced in order for this to happen. So, and then also it, it, it sounds to me, and maybe I'm going to the other extreme here, I don't want to oversimplify it either, but it sounds to me like there's going to be a, a one-world digital currency in order for something like this to happen. And that's exactly what it is, and it's already here, and it's already happening. It will be a, a centralized bank digital currency, CBDC. See, right now, cryptocurrency is decentralized, but this will be centralized. So there will be this control center by which they, in control, centralized, will know if you're able to buy or sell. And get this, they can turn it off like that. So you get your account suspended for posting something that doesn't go with the narrative. Account suspended. Well, it's just my social media account. I'll start up another one. Okay, go ahead and try. Well, what if it's not just a social media account that's suspended? What if it's your bank account that's suspended? Well, what do you mean? Oh, you're not in compliance. You know, uh, the cars, let's talk about cars just for a, a moment. Um, they, they can shut the car down so you can't even drive it. You don't own it anyway, so they, they control that too. Because don't you know, didn't you hear that you're going to own nothing and be happy? They control everything. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.